Y'all, Savannah Gibson is on the pod today. And if you don't know her, you need to, because she's incredible. You can find her on Spotify, where she's got thousands of monthly listeners. You can find her on Instagram. You can go to Savannah Gibson Music on Instagram. So go to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. Listen to her new EP. Well, it's not so new right now. She does have a new single that just released yesterday, which is the title track called The Great Unknown. It's a pretty sick remix. I'm loving it. But her EP is called The Great Unknown. You can find her leading worship and doing a lot of other things. And you're going to hear all about that in her story. She's got some new endeavors coming up, and I'm super excited about it. And I'm personally going to benefit, I do believe. Y'all are going to love this. All right. Enjoy this conversation with Savannah Gibson. This is another episode of Church Talks. And I am here at my house, not not at her house, but I'm with my friend who is also in her house. And <laughs> we're in a hurricane. And her name is Savannah Gibson. When I what's met her, she up? was Yeah, she I mean, literally what's up? The 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 mile per hour winds are up. <laughs> so <laughs> when I met you, you were Savannah Wilkerson and now you are Savannah Wilkerson Gibson. I don't know. Maybe did you drop nope. your last name? I dropped it. You dropped it <laughs> like it's hot. Like all right, well then forget all of that that I just said. Doesn't even matter. Um, her maiden name means nothing to anyone. <laughs> so anyway, and she's also known as Savannah Gibson Music. Uh, you've got like, I don't know, twelve thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Is that is that some something like that? Maybe more now? And uh, it fluctuates. <laughs> just like people. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to let you just give a little 60 second snippet of of you and like just some fun facts about you, your age, um, Social Security number, uh, you know, whatever information you want to give out. So go for it. OK, cool. Yeah. What she said, I'm Savannah Gibson. Um, I'm a singer songwriter, I'm a child of God. I'm married to the love of my life. Um, I have three fur babies that I'm completely obsessed with and um, got a lot of big dreams. Um, Fun fact, me and my husband only dated for three months before we got engaged. (laughs) That's facts right there. (laughs) I love telling people that story because I just love to get their reactions. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Well, and you haven't said his name. I don't know if that's intentional. Oh. Can, we, can we shout him out? Can we shout him out by name? <laughs> Hunter yeah, in the house. Hunter Gibson. <laughs> Dude. Well, he's there with you right now, right? Somewhere. He's not in the room, but he's in the house. <laughs> okay. We were, we were having some technical difficulties, and Hunter would definitely be the one to call if you're having those kind of difficulties. <laughs> so, sweet. Do you have any other fun facts? Um that you can think of right now before I start interrogating you I can't think of any (laughs) (laughs) okay well fun fact uh that you know here I am just like giving fun facts about you because I know so much about your life um you have worn a lot of hats and you have endeavored on a lot of journeys so yes you are absolutely a singer songwriter and you are a child of God and you are a wife and you are a mom of fur babies um but maybe just like give a few of the things or maybe all of them of mm-hmm. what you have embarked upon the last, I don't know, say 
five to 10 years of your life? Okay. Um, so I'm a very multi-passionate person and I think you are too, but, um, <laughs> right. We're very different on the Enneagram though. Yeah. You're yeah. a very four four. Yeah. And I'm a split two seven. <laughs> <laughs> But one thing, so I'm a four wing three and Mm -hmm. threes are like very driven, um, goal oriented achievement obsessed people. And it drives me crazy. Like I don't like being a wing three because I can't like, I can't just focus on one thing. I have to like give a hundred percent to 5 million things at a time. And that's Mm. not like it's not uh, a smart way to live at times because I get burnt out really easily. <laughs> I bet. Jeez. But so backstory, I moved my school to a brand new city um, in Eden, North Carolina, and I did not want to move. <laughs> I, I left my hometown kicking and screaming. Um, and when I got here, I basically was just like, okay, all of the plans that I had are basically like thrown out the window now. Like, I don't even know what I want to do and I don't care. I don't have any friends here. So I just decided to kind of like restart my life. (laughs) I was 17 at the time. Um, I was very lost. Um, The first few months that I moved, I basically just like sat in my room and binged uh, Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) And, um, that led to a really weird like curiosity because like just from watching a tv show I was like you know what maybe I should like go to school for something in the medical field because I didn't know what I wanted to do so that's what everybody who watches Grey's Anatomy (laughs) wants to do I don't think it's really like that in real life but no (laughs) no I learned that the hard way (laughs) Um, so I did, I I decided to just be a waitress and save up money so I could go back to school. Um, that took a couple years and I went back to school for surgical technology. A lot of people don't know what that is, but basically you are, um, the surgeon's assistant, you like assist with surgeries and the equipment that they use and stuff. Um, you also get yelled at a lot, which (laughs) I didn't realize beforehand, but Anyway, so I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I graduated in 2020 and I'm still doing that on the side. I don't like telling people that <laughs> because I'm not proud of it. Like I completely regret going to school for that. Um, but it pays the bills. Um, I'm doing it part time. I work at a plastic surgery place. Um, and you know, surgeons, they're not very nice people (laughs) and like, they're already very shallow to begin with, but like working in plastic surgery, it's like on another level, but it has really taught me like a lot of patience and compassion. Cause you, I mean, if you really try and put yourself in their shoes, they studied in a dark room for like 15 years (laughs) Mm. to get their education and they're not good at socializing. They don't really have a lot of friends. They work like 80 hours a week and they don't see their family. So I can understand why they're so bitter. (laughs) And they're working with people who are unconscious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> what a great life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's one thing that I've embarked on and, um, it's, it's paid the bills for other things that I've wanted to try, such as being an indie artist. Um, that has been so much fun. I released my new EP or my first EP, um, this past year in June. Yeah, you did. Um, (laughs) that whole process was so fun and it made me realize like, dang, this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, but not really in terms of like, like I love being an artist, but I've kind of learned like I don't really like being in the spotlight. And in order to be a successful artist, you kind of have to like really put yourself out there and market yourself all the time. And it's kind of uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I've learned so much in the process um, of how to be successful as an indie artist. But there's part of me that's like, well, I don't really want to do this like a hundred percent. Like I want to just do it on the side. I want to help other people do this, like that actually want to make this their career. Yeah. So, um, recently I hired a business coach and, um, she's helping me start my own business basically as a artist development coach. Um, So basically what that means is I had an artist development coach that really, really helped me. And um, I would not be where I am today without him. But um, basically artist development coaches help you navigate like your social media marketing, um, release strategy, promotion, um, all that fun stuff that like nobody really likes (laughs) to do, but they have to. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's totally fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I'm basically just like taking everything that I've learned about like how to be successful in the industry, um, and teaching other people how to do that. It's basically all the things that I don't feel like doing for myself, but I want to help other people do. (laughs) Well, yeah. Which I mean, fits your personality so well. And like, and it reflects in your lyrics. Like, I don't know if you have a favorite song, but like, I have like three favorites. And, and I think that every time I hear you sing them, which I don't think I've ever heard you sing them live. I just, I don't know how many of these plays that um, come from my phone on my Spotify that (laughs) (laughs) probably a lot, but uh, like the first one that you released was swim. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to be in love with this whole album. And like, sure enough, I am. But then I didn't think that I could love another one. And then home. And Mm -hmm. I just really liked home. And that's your, your, uh, not the title track, the first track of the of the EP, mm-hmm. and then Great Unknown was like, okay, so now this is my new favorite. And spoiler <laughs> alert, you're about to come out with a new version of this, <laughs> yeah, on October 14th, and that's my birthday week. My birthday's oh, on really? that Tuesday, yeah, on the 11th. So it's cool. gonna be like happy birthday to me, where <laughs> Savannah Gibson meets Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> that's like the only way I could think to describe it and it fits that's what it reminds me of (laughs) the the little teaser clip of only like Mm -hmm. 10 seconds was not enough I was like like left on a cliffhanger for real (laughs) I need I need more so I think you should give me an early release like just just send it in a voice note like to my to my phone (laughs) but yeah like so what is what's your favorite song it's okay to have a favorite uh man I think like musically probably 
um, just because I love like how dark and moody it is. Mm-hmm. But lyrically, probably swim because I just really, really connect with that song. Um, I mean, obviously, because I wrote it, but <laughs> um, like I still connect with the story in that song even now. Um, and I still like. I find myself like listen. That's the only song that I really listen to because like I don't like mm-hmm. listening to myself, but I don't feel right. like I'm listening to myself when I listen to that song. <laughs> and and so some of these, I know you just released the album this year in 2022, mm-hmm. but you've been writing these for a while. Like, yeah, didn't some of these start like a few years ago? Yeah. So the title track, "Great Unknown," I wrote that when I was 14. Dang. I, See, I never you're... wanted that to be on like any album. <laughs> I like I had to give like um like ten or twelve songs to my producer just so we could like sift through them and see if any of them fit like the theme that I was going for. Mm-hmm. And I threw that out there, but I was just like, yeah, I don't like this song. And um, but that was his favorite song. So <laughs> and now it's the title of the EP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, wow, that's really cool. I mean, you're you're speaking to the to the 14 year old songwriter in me that still has a three ring binder uh, <laughs> that has been through a lot of life. Like, I don't know how that binder is still intact, honestly. <laughs> and I'm trying to actually think of where it is right now because I've moved recently and I still have stuff in boxes. But I promise you, I have songs that I wrote at 11, 12, 13 years old, and. I would probably cringe right now to go back and read some of them. <laughs> but the fact that you actually wrote something at 14 in whatever stage of life that you were in, that now at, how old are you? 20? 23. 23. You know, almost a decade later, and it's like coming to life for the first time and actually it's like seeping into people's souls as they're listening to it. And then they're able to resonate with it. So like, what kind of feeling does that give you when something that you wrote when you were a completely different person than you are now that now it takes on a different meaning and now other people are kind of like attaching it to their own story like what does that feel like it's it's so weird because like especially with great unknown whenever I get dms on instagram and like hear how it affects people Mm -hmm. I'm just like I don't know like I'm so disconnected to that song and I hate saying that but like (laughs) I don't know why I wrote that song like it's it's cool I guess but (laughs) it feels like they're resonating with like a totally different person I don't know it feels really weird yeah so when you say that you really like resonate with swim like that's the one that you resonate with the most Mm -hmm. uh like how how does it maybe like when you're listening to it and you're hearing yourself sing back the lyrics that actually were birthed out of you like does it do you actually feel that like your own lyrics are speaking life into you as if it's from like a third person absolutely yeah, yeah. um i wrote that song um like i i can vividly remember like how i was feeling the day that i wrote that song um where I wrote it and everything I wrote it in front of a pond um Mm -hmm. and I just remember feeling like and I still feel like this to this day that's why I connect to it so well I just remember feeling like all of the plans that I had just kind of like like doors were just being slammed in my face left and right 
that's how I felt at the moment. Um, but I still had this like sense of peace that I just needed to keep trusting God and everything was going to work out. Um, and I've honestly, like the theme of that song is really like, um, well, so the lyrics in that song are totally different now than when I originally wrote it. Um, I rewrote the song with my producer. Um, I can't remember exactly what the chorus said, but I just remember he was like, this is a little harsh, so let's tone <laughs> it down a little bit. Because I think it said something like, um, when you push me over the edge and I don't have a choice, but that's how I felt. Like now it says, mm. when you push me over the edge and the flood rushes in. Because yeah. I felt like in that moment, like God was literally just like, throwing me in the ocean and was like learn how to swim on your own (laughs) Jeez, yeah (laughs) but I mean that's kind of how I live my life now (laughs) so I really resonate with it wow that's so cool and you wrote it in front of a pond yeah talking about like that what is it you dive into the deepest end Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm probably butchering that lyric but (laughs) like how deep can the deep end of a pond be doesn't matter because it fits for the song. <laughs> wow. Also, yeah. like, and and I write, but I totally admire your confidence and bravery and vulnerability to actually put your lyrics out there. Because when I'm hearing them, I'm like, gosh, this is such, like, I can tell, like, this this was from a very, I don't even know, like, a sensitive place, like, in your mm-hmm. life. Like, I can tell it was birthed out of. I'm not talking about one specific one, but like there's, there's some stuff that you can tell came as a result. Yeah. Or like the song came as a result of maybe some pain, some heartache, some uh, feeling like that you're just being pushed into the deep end of a pool when you don't know how to swim. Like, and I just, I don't know. I admire you for doing that. Cause I've written so many songs and very seldom do I let my lyrics enter other people's ears. <laughs> Like yeah. in other humans ears, because I am afraid of their critique. Like mm-hmm. when you said that your producer told you that one of your lyrics was harsh, I would have been like, well, listen here, buddy, it's <laughs> not your song. And you can get right your own song if you want. Like, so I don't deal with criticism well. And if somebody tried to like, I guess like tweak my lyrics, I'd be like, no, that's not, that's not what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. So, I mean, what, how do you navigate that as far as, like, do you still feel like it's your song, even though you've had to make changes? That was really hard for me to navigate at first, too. Like, that's mm-hmm. literally one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, being an artist. Because that one song in particular, like, so much of it has changed. Like, the only person who had heard it before it went into the studio was my mom. And my mom, when she heard the demo, she was like, what is this? This is not even the same song. (laughs) Um, But I've learned that like, honestly, the more people you have critique your song, like I think like as an artist or a songwriter, like you kind of get stuck in like this one train of thought. And then it kind of just like, I don't know, like you have like tunnel vision Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you get so stuck on this like one thing that you want to say you end up saying it over and over and over again and it's too repetitive but other people can see that and be like look you can take these lyrics out and it's actually going to be fine (laughs) well um 
So I think honestly, having him critique everything made my song so much better. Mm. Well, I, I feel like that there's probably people listening right now that have never written a song in their life and have no intentions of it. And they may like be like, okay, well, this doesn't apply to me. But I'm thinking about how many other areas of life this can apply to as far as being open to uh, critique. And I hate that, like, the, the root of that, like, criticism, that it makes it sound negative. I think that there is a – constructive criticism is kind of like a, an oxymoron, but it does allow for growth. And, yeah. like, if we just all live and go about our lives thinking that what we do and the way that we think – is the only way and it's the right way and nobody's going to like change what I'm saying or, you know, whatever. It's like, we're going to be very lonely and it's just, it's not how we're created to live. Like we're created to live with people that mm-hmm. are going to have differing opinions. And I do believe that it helps us to grow as artists, as coworkers, as family members, as church members, as human beings. And so you're just, I mean, you're helping me because I think I needed a slice of humble pie for my own <laughs> songwriting <laughs> endeavors but any other I mean, any other thing that I that I have thoughts or opinions on that it's not my way or the highway it's not my way or everything else is wrong uh, so yeah and I got to think about something else or did you have anything else to add on that um well I just I did want to just kind of like mention um or go off of what you're saying mm-hmm. um I do think it's really important to have a mentor. Like it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Like if you're a songwriter, um, if you're a pastor, it doesn't matter what you're doing. I think you should have a mentor because that's like one of the biggest things I've learned this past year, because being, being a songwriter is kind of lonely. Um, and if you don't have any like sort of like mentor speaking into you, you get lost in your own thoughts and your own feelings and you can become Mm (laughs) self-absorbed and it shows in whatever you're doing. And it's easy to get there. And I I think that like, even though I'm not a four on the Enneagram, I think all of us have a little bit of all nine types in us. Mm -hmm. And I can feel when I am going into that place of, of writing and trying to put my, my feelings and my emotions on paper with melody or, you know, whatever. And a lot of times I write spoken words like that. And mm-hmm. I kind of resonate more with spoken word because it's, it's angry. Like it, <laughs> it can sound angry. <laughs> and I, I think I don't, I don't lash out in anger, you know, with people. I, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of like anger management, but mm-hmm. when I'm writing something like that's where I can just unleash like whatever emotions I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and it can get lonely and it happens sometimes without us even realizing it. Cause we do have to go into that like place where at least at the beginning, it's got to come from me before yeah. it can be like with anybody else. Like, it's got to come from me first. And then like, okay, let me share this with you. Let me share this part of my heart with you and these emotions that I'm, that I'm, <laughs> I won't even say struggling with, but they're just that I'm going through mm-hmm. and Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think the first time I ever really like talked to you and I like, like we didn't have like a conversation, but we were at, it was at Osborne. We were at church and, um, you complimented me on my NF hoodie. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense why you liked him. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I freaking love NF. I, do I don't. Too. I don't know of any of his songs that just sound pleasant, right? And and peaceful. <laughs> like, no, I have to be in a certain mood to listen to him. Yeah. Or if I listen to him, then I get in a certain mood. But right, it's fine. It's very therapeutic for me. Like <laughs> his song "Therapy Session" is is called that for a reason. Wow, I did not know that that was like the first mm-hmm. like encounter. But I do know that you were sitting behind me this is when I was working at Genesis we were always in the front Mm -hmm. row so many people think that I like still go to Osborne just because they saw me when I was on the front row (laughs) like (laughs) worse than like I lost my mind up there or something (laughs) but yeah and you were just I mean you were so quiet and meek and I was just like and this girl's wearing an NF (laughs) that's so not her personality right now but you know it's all right maybe that's his personality when he's not writing I was I still coming out of my like emo Christian face. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not sure that I'm out of mine yet. <laughs> like, please give me back Stellar Cart and Hawk Nelson and all of the like punk rock Christian bands from early 2000s. Flyleaf. Flyleaf. Gosh, yeah. Yes. Freaking Lacey. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so, and I remember too, and this may have been like shortly after that, that we had lunch or something at Downtown mm-hmm. Delhi. And you were still, like, kind of, you weren't, like, still 17, but you were, why do I want to say you were 19? Were you 19? Um, that was four years ago? Yeah, I think I was 18 or 19. You were, you were still pretty, pretty new, like, to the area. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I know we had, we, I mean, we both, we're not church hoppers by any means, but we've, we've served in several different churches mm-hmm. and, um, and it's really cool. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that there's so many different types of uh, worship styles and, you know, and maybe we need one for one season of our life and then another for another season. And so I think I saw you the first time sing on a worship team, actually, when you were at Compassion. It wasn't even at Osborne. Mm-hmm. But and now you're back at Osborne mm-hmm. with your husband, who is an awesome musician. Do you sing at Osborne? Do you sing on the worship team there? I do. Yeah. So what is that like as far as being on a on a team as opposed to a solo artist? Um it's two totally different feels because like as an artist you kind of have to be aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is kind of like your like you're telling your story, but um when you're on a team like specifically like on stage um with your worship team it's totally different because like it's not about you at all you're all Mm -hmm. there for the same purpose and it has nothing to do with you so it feels a lot like the pressure's off so yeah yeah dude I feel like I keep saying dude like you're not a dude but like when I call (laughs) people dude like that's like a term of endearment for me and I, I've got so many things and I'm trying to be mindful of the time because, I mean, some people are trying to throw a party in the middle of a hurricane tonight. <laughs> like, so I want to be respectful of those people who are um, going to be doing that this evening. But I, I was thinking, too, OK, so when you were a, when you were a server, you said that you were waiting tables. Was that at Cheesecake mm-hmm. Factory? No, that was at an Irish restaurant. Oh, that was at Celtic French. Yep, yep. Yes. OK, so I was like, I know I saw you somewhere. So that's where I saw you. And. So you went, you went kind of from being like a student that came into a new city mm-hmm. and then you were serving in the sense of a restaurant, like waiting tables and serving people and serving food. 
And then you went to school to be mm-hmm. a surgical technologist. And I'm, there's a lot of S's here. If you don't, if you're not catching <laughs> my drift. I like alliteration <laughs> a lot. And, and then you go from that to being singer songwriter all the while you've been a singer songwriter the whole time, mm-hmm. just kind of like a closet one. So like now you're actually getting your stuff out there and you're singing in churches and, uh, and writing songs to be on your own album. And now you're your own artist, which is really cool. And I thought there were some other like jobs that you had in there, but really they're probably irrelevant at this point. <laughs> the main thing is that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but with everything that you have stepped into and then also stepped out of and stepped into something else, like, do you feel like any of those, and I know you said that you wish you hadn't gone to school for surgical technology, but do you feel like that any of those were a mistake or do you feel like even in those seasons that you still learned something that was beneficial for where you are now? No, I don't feel like any of them were a mistake at all. Um, I mean, there are times where I like feel that way (laughs) in Mm -hmm. the moment, but I mean, there are a lot of like connecting pieces that like kind of got me to where I am now. Um, Specifically like, me going to school to be a surgical tech that opened up the door for me to finally like just be a functioning adult in society yeah (laughs) and live on my own and if I'm not going to go into the whole backstory of this because it would take me an hour to explain but basically you're not that long-winded I know but (laughs) if I had not went to school to be a surgical tech and if I had not taken my first job in a certain location, I would not have met my husband. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah. And there you have it. Yep. <laughs> so for anybody who is listening to this podcast that feels like that you were in a stage or a season or a chapter of your life that you feel like is a wasted chapter and you have no idea why you're there. And as soon as you get out of the chapter, you're going to rip out the last chapter of the book of your life because you feel like it was a waste of time. Uh, (laughs) You heard it here first. It's not a waste. And like, there's no, we don't know at the time what is being produced in us and what is coming to us from unsuspecting sources that really is going to, I mean, it's going to benefit us. It's going to send us into the next chapter of our life, Mm -hmm. which is where we need to be. We like, we don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm almost 10 years older than you are. And I'm like, I I still don't know what I'm doing. Do you know what you're doing? No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not. You've had more job changes um, before 23. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. (laughs) No, it's okay. I just have all the jobs at the same time. That's my problem. I wear multiple hats on the same day sometimes. Corporate jobs are just so boring. Like, I just can't. No, I know. <laughs> There's no way. There, I'm not an office person. I'm not a nine to five person. Mm-mm. Did you do a corporate job? Well, I mean, technically, um, being a surgical tech is corporate because you're you're staying well, over eight hours. So that is true. <laughs> yeah, very very different feel from being like in an office or a you know skyscraper corporation. I actually, like that. I interned at um, my church over the summer, which is a nine to five job. And, um, I thought I would love it. I did not. Mm. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with like the job responsibilities or anything. It's just, I cannot work five days a week, nine to five. 
no. It's just, I mean, there, there's so many things that are available. And maybe some people prefer mm-hmm. it, but I'm just like, no, I couldn't either. I'd rather work yeah. late nights, you know, for a couple nights and then have three days off or something like that. Right. So I don't know. I just, I feel like that there's, there's people that are listening that are feeling like they're in a vulnerable place where they are scared to either step into something that they don't know if they're going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. And, or, you know, they've got something in them, whether it be song lyrics or other types of art. Like there's so many different forms of art. That's just a way that we express ourselves. And maybe they're scared because like me, they didn't want to be like scrutinized or have criticism coming at it. And I just like, I just feel like I'm hearing like, you don't sound like you're, you're boisterous by any means, but I feel like there is like a blaring microphone or a megaphone (laughs) where you're just like, you know what? It's okay. If you don't like it. Yeah. It's okay. If you get into this season and you're like, you know what? I actually don't want to do this. I can, I can actually resign. Like I can quit. I can actually say no, I can set boundaries and I don't have to keep doing something just for the sake of doing it when I really don't Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Like I thought I would. And so I'm encouraging people, if you're listening and that's you to take a risk, like take a step. I ain't saying like, you know, just <laughs> take a, <laughs> take a thousand steps and then you're like, oh my gosh. But like, let's take a step. Might be a big yeah, step. I will say, okay. So I have like crippling anxiety. Everybody knows that about me, but it has not been a crutch. It has honestly been like a blessing at times because wow. if you think about it, <laughs> I mean, I don't even like to leave my house. That's hard enough. So doing like going on a new like business venture or putting my songs out into the world, it's no different than me leaving my house and talking to someone. It feels the same. So (laughs) that is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But really cool. Yeah. Dude. Well, I've got some rapid fire questions. Okay. That we're going to wrap up with. And unless do you have anything else that you want to share about life love and the pursuit of happiness <laughs> <laughs> that's not even that's not the that's not the phrase what is it no. life liberty <laughs> what is it? life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness is that right it sounds right gosh i don't know history and and politic things that's not my that's not my strong suit <laughs> i don't know that i have a strong suit but um yeah do you have anything else to share about anything that we've already said or something that we haven't where you're just like you know what this came to my mind and I want to just say this maybe to somebody that's listening or you can speak to me. I don't care. Well, I mean, I, w- I will just say one thing. If you mm-hmm. are listening to this and you are an artist or you want to be an artist, please DM me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you, um, so, and we'll say, what is your Instagram handle right now? And we'll also put it in the show notes. Uh, Savannah Gibson music. Okay, so at Savannah Gibson Music, and yeah. that's Savannah with an H on the end, mm-hmm. and two N's. Yes. <laughs> I have to say that, because there are different ways to spell Savannah. I know. So at S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H-G-I-B-S-O-N Music. I'm not going to mm-hmm. spell music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, reach out. Um, you know, if, if they've got questions, then they can reach out to you. If they know that they're going to need somebody that will be, like, a mentor and a support system, then... I mean, you can 
you can definitely help them with all of that. I probably need to reach out to you for that, but I'm, I'm, I'm too, I, I can't, I can't do it. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get there. <laughs> God, stop it. No, see, I knew I shouldn't have had you on this podcast. Dang it. No, it's okay. I appreciate your, your push and your encouragement. I need more of that. Uh, all right. So rapid fire questions back to you. Cause I don't, I want to take the, the, <laughs> the focus off of me and my, um, fears and vulnerabilities so what is your favorite time of the year uh as far as seasons go a season a holiday a climate like a type of weather just like the month of september dang well today's the last day (laughs) i know it's depressing (laughs) now i got a hurricane (laughs) i know we are recording on the last day of September. That is true. Um, if you could go anywhere right now in the world, where would you go? Australia. Mm. Down under, mate. <laughs> Do you like to go to Outback? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not the same. No. Definitely not the same. Uh, all right. So when you brush your teeth, do you do it with warm water or cold water? Um, I mean... The water's usually just, like, already running from washing my face. So it doesn't, like, I don't have, like, a preference. If it's cold, then I'll use it. If it's hot, then I'll use it. <laughs> okay. Well, so when you wash your face, do you do it with warm water or cold water? It, it depends. <laughs> do you have it, one of those faucets where it's just, like, a one thing and you have to steer it like a joystick? Or do you have two separate handles? I have two separate handles, but it literally takes, like, five minutes to get hot. Okay, so when so, you turn on one of them, do you turn on the warm one? Yes. <laughs> it just depends on my patience okay. level that day, if that Man. makes sense. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. So what is a sound that you hate? Mm. Um, an alarm clock. Mm. Like with like the traditional like buzzer? Like or just any, any alarm. Any sound. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a very pleasant ringtone. Right. Like, okay. You just, all right, I got it. Um, <laughs> what is something that immediately brings you joy? Spiral notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you had given me a thousand guesses, I would never have gotten that right. <laughs> oh, gosh. And who's been your biggest inspiration? And I'm going to say, I'm going to split that up. Your biggest music inspiration and your biggest overall life inspiration. Okay. All right. Life inspiration first. Um, there's a woman named Sammy Robbins. Um, she has a emotional health, like consulting business type thing. Mm-hmm. It's called Alive and Free. And um, I found her through Instagram just a few years ago. And I just followed her because she had like really inspiring posts. But I actually did her Alive and Free course and like coaching and everything. And she has literally changed the way that I live my life. Um, she's made me a more confident person. Um, she's helped me like kind of sift through like my dreams and figure out like what I actually want to go after. Um, yeah, she's, she just really inspires me. Wow. Um, artists. That's so hard. There's like so many. Well, it Um, doesn't have to be an artist. It could just be somebody who has inspired your musical 
like life. So mm-hmm. it could be somebody that just like that you know, but or it could be an artist. I mean, honestly, my the guy that produced my album, his name's Kevin Weinbarger. Um, he's an artist himself, but like I said, he was my mentor, my producer. Um, he walked me through everything. Um, he's really inspired me. You should check out his music. It's really good. Okay. I'm going to need you to text me how to spell that last name. because that <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> Or you can just send me his stuff like on, on Instagram or whatever. But I would definitely follow him. So and wait, is he on Instagram? Uh, yeah, he doesn't really post much, though. Okay. And then you said the other girl, Sammy Robbins, she's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And is it at Alive and Free or is it at her name? Well, there's, you can look up her directly. It's at Sammy Robbins and at Alive and Free Consulting. Okay. Yeah, I want people to look that up because that sounded awesome. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think more people can, can benefit than they realize from emotional health and emotional maturity and stuff like that. So that is yeah. incredible. Well, we're going to wrap this up because you got a party <laughs> and, and I have to go pee. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's fine um and the looking at the rain out the window is not helping but again i want all of you guys to go listen to savannah's album and her new remix of the great unknown that's coming out on october 14th the album is called great unknown and uh again it's at savannah gibson music on instagram she's on spotify apple um i don't know are you on myspace <laughs> <laughs> maybe not no <laughs> Well, and also fun fact, I got to like shout out my sister. My sister did the photography for mm-hmm. her cover album artwork. Yep. And then and then I'm just going to give a little shameless plug. I uh, modeled one of her shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's on her Instagram. I was an afterthought, but it's okay. You know what? <laughs> Even those that come in at the at the 11th hour still get <laughs> the same pay. <laughs> Well, do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I think that's it. This was a lot of fun. It went by really fast. I know. It's what I, people, they get so nervous. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say or whatever. I'm like, dude, it's going to be like we're having a conversation. It's fun. It flies by. And I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty fun person. So if anybody out there is listening and I have already asked you if you want to be a guest on my podcast and you're just dragging your feet, then I'm going to need you to not. I'm going to need you just to get on over here. Because this season's going to be pretty slamming. I've already got like <laughs> six episodes done and I ain't even posted the first one yet. So it is going to be awesome. <laughs> well, Savannah, I love you so much. Thank I you for you taking too. this 45 minutes to, to share with the world and to share with me. And just to pour your heart out in another way like you've done so many other times. And you're just incredible. So <laughs> keep, hey, keep living your big dreams and keep taking steps and keep making mistakes, keep failing, keep Mm -hmm. learning from your mistakes. Keep like just having this curiosity and wide eyed openness to there's so much more. I mean, there's a great unknown. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep talking about it, even though you don't like the song. (laughs) (laughs) Man. All right. So much fun. Tell Hunter I said hello and goodbye. I will. And, uh, and thank you guys for listening to another episode of church talks. Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, 
Could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening. Uh, That would mean a ton to me. And that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.